Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lift your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blessing tonight. Tell the Lord that tonight is going to be a special night for you. A very special night for you. I'll never be the same. Never be the same. Never be the same again. Luke 15, we are studying delusions. Today we are moving to another delusion. Hallelujah. How many are growing as you learn about the delusions? A delusion is something you believe, something that is not true, something that is not correct. And you believe in it. You believe in it in spite of contrary evidence. And no matter how much is explained to you, you believe it. Alright? There are all kinds of delusions and it is one of the ser- more serious mental um, symptoms. When you combine paranoid delusions with auditory hallucinations of a derogatory nature then we are moving into madness are you listening to me auditory hallucinations are when you can hear voices hallucinations you you can have visual hallucinations you have things you see and sometimes people when we have visions they think we are having hallucinations or things you hear and so that's why we say auditory hallucinations, audio we have audio and video but the audio one in which people are the voices you hear are insulting you you get it or accusing you (laughs) Of, it's, it's funny, but it's very real. If you ever go to a mental hospital or you ever meet a, a patient like that, you will find these exact symptoms. They, they hear voices insulting them, accusing them, saying bad things about them. 
That plus the delusions where we believe in things that are not true, in spite of the evidence, and also fearful. When we say paranoid, we're talking about fearful things, things that are frightening. The person is afraid of it. Then we are dealing, like I told you last week, like somebody feels that the ceiling is going to fall down. And he's organized contractors to come and stabilize the whole house. Because he's very sure that the ceiling is going to fall. In spite of the evidence that the ceiling is not going to fall. He believes that the ceiling is going to fall. You get it? Anyway, so in the church, we have delusions. Things that we believe that are not so. And we hold dearly to these beliefs and go on long journeys based on these beliefs and God is trying to show us some of these delusions so tonight the delusion that I am going to talk about is last week we talked about Sinyazu do you remember Sinyazu the uncontrollables how many have met some uncontrollables in life things you can't control they are just moving you know when Peter was sitting down quietly in his somewhere and people were coming to tell him that he is an apostle and he didn't like it but he couldn't control those people they came one after the other until he was totally down he wept that day because the people forced him to change all that he had said. Earlier he had said thou art the Christ. Now he said, I don't know, I have not, I don't know him. I wouldn't have met him in my life. I don't know him anywhere. You see, and sometimes the things we believe, we come under such pressure to change our minds and to go against what we have said with our mouths. Siniazo, inward agitation, to try a person. To the verge of overthrow of his faith. To pressurize the person until he changes his mind. Siniazo, the uncontrollables. Welcome to life. Today, um, I really am at a loss as to what to call it. But uh, you could call it Parabenu. also a Greek word. I will explain it to you as we go along. But you could also call it the surprise of the father or surprises from the father. You could also call it first prize prodigal son, second prize elder brother. You could also call it first prize tax collectors Second prize, prostitutes. Third prize, righteous Christians. So, 
A certain man had two sons. Verse 11. By now you should be memorizing the whole thing. And the younger of them said to his father, What? Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a sinezo, a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, another uncontrollable fellow who cannot be monitored. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to eat and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and he came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. And now his other son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he had music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Make sure you change your mind before your father dies. Because if this guy had come home to meet only the elder brother, it wouldn't have been easy in the house at all. They would have put him way out there as a servant of servants. It wouldn't have been easy. Amen. So when you are going to change your mind or you are going to repent, try to repent in time. Because when you don't repent in time, it can easily cost you. Amen. I remember talking to one lady and uh, she was describing how she had been very unreasonable to her husband. You know, I was sitting with her and she was talking about how she had been so unreasonable, so proud, so whatever. And her husband had eventually just left her. And she was saying, you know, I think I made a mistake. You know, and as she sat there in solitude and in loneliness, you know, it's true that she had changed her mind. But... You know, she changed her mind after paying a high price and forcing the husband to go away. So if you're going to change your mind, try to change it just before it causes some bad things. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, change your mind just before. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Okay. Now he says, and when he was angry, he would he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and entreated him. And he answering his father said, Lo, these many years I do serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which has devoured thy living with hallows, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Amen. It was meant that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Amen. Now, you are going to see here what can make the father bring out the fatted calf. What can make the heavenly father produce a ring and the best robe Amen. Amen. And the best clothes and shoes. You see, one of the greatest delusions we have as a church and as individuals and as Christians is what we think God wants. You understand? What our prescription of what makes God happy. That's why I'm talking to you about Parabeno. By the time I finish explaining to Parabeno, you get it, you are going to understand that we are often deluded as far as understanding this father. Because you see, the guy was explaining something that we all talk about. That I have served thee these years. I have not done anything wrong. I have kept your commandment. And you have never, it has never occurred to you to produce such blessings for me. I mean, when the guy said, bring forth the best robe, that means that the very best robe. That means probably the father's robe. You know, and that robe is what was put on this boy. That means that this other brother is not going to have that robe. Because even if it becomes an argument, look, the father gave it to me when he was alive. What is going to make him bring forth the ring on his finger? Are you listening to me? What is going to make him produce the fatted calf to have a party. You see, we are often deluded as to what makes God happy. And it will be in our interest to quickly learn what really makes God happy. So that we don't have our, our idea of what makes God happy when it is not true. For instance, one time, I said I wanted a birthday present. I didn't say I wanted a birthday present. They, they were going to buy a birthday present. That's Pastor Eddie and Reverend Saki. And I told them, they asked me, what do I want? And I said, I want Monopoly. Do you know Monopoly? The game Monopoly. I said, I want Monopoly. And they said, how can you play? This was about 10 years ago. How can you play Monopoly? And how can we buy Monopoly for our pastor? And I said, what I want is Monopoly. 
So they felt that Monopoly was not what I needed or what I wanted. So they went and bought me a different present. So when they brought the present, I said, you put it there. So when I opened the present, lo and behold, what had they bought for me? A flask. <laughs> a flask for hot water, you know? Hot water flask. That's the present they had bought me. So I said, okay, you put it there. And every day I used to look at the flask. And I, I understood and I received instruction. That what you want for somebody is different from what the person wants for himself. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I, I will never forget that lesson. Because as I look at the flask, I had no desire in me for this flask. Now what am I going to do with the flask? If I needed a flask, I will buy a flask. I've got a wife. She can get, organize a flask for me. I said, what I want is monopoly. It's cheaper than this flask. Buy the thing for me. And still, they went and bought something else. Because the delusion is that what makes me happy is what will make you happy. It's a delusion that what makes me happy will make you happy. This is a delusion that people fight with all the time when they are married. The husbands think that what makes the wife happy and what makes him happy is going to make her happy. It's not true. Look, when people are having weddings, eh, the husband is thinking the bridegroom, his mind is not on balloons, decorations, colors. We are we are using what is lilac? What color is lilac? Blue, purple, red. Uh, what cake? It's my wife who showed me all these things. I don't know anything about it. But the bridegroom, his mind is on something else. Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. You don't enjoy what I'm saying. I think we are all grown ups here, so I can talk to you about some things. Oh, there are some children here. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, <laughs> so you see that the bride and so on, they'll be saying, my hair, I have to go to my hair, my hair, my nails, and my... That's <sighs> not thinking about that. He's thinking about the realities that will come after. Commutations and permutations. This is what he's thinking about. That how many, and then you see when ladies come to wedding, say, how many brides, how many, how many, how many brides? 
Bridesmaid, bridesmaid. Is it bridesmaid? What, what are those girls called? Bridesmaid, bridesmaid. Flower girls. And the best, best men. How many best men? How many uh, page boys? Best men. And what color? Groomsmen. This. No. Our minds are. Do you have a very special nighty? For the D day or the D night. <laughs> and you see that the brides have not thought about a nighty. They are thinking about flower girls, balloons, wedding cakes, and other things that no nighty. So if you don't take it, when they get say, Hey, I've forgotten about this part too. And the brother is his whole mind is excursions. He's moving, looking for various things. Do you appreciate what I'm talking about, brothers? What I'm saying is it true or is not true? So when when they marry after marrying, then now people start to think about that. Oh, men would think that. Oh, if I commit love with her, she'll be happy. Yeah, that's how we, because we always have the delusion that what makes me happy makes her happy. Yeah. Sisters, you won't say anything about what I'm saying. Oh, you are not married. How many are not married? Oh, then I think I shouldn't talk about, about such things. Oh, I should talk about such things. I'll say it. And then, what makes women happy? They may think that the man is also happy by that. What do women like doing? Nya 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 nya. more, eh? Chatting, talking. Many women like that. Some have made it. Amy, I'm not that type. I'm the, I, I beg you, please. You are excluded. So we always think that what makes this person. So there are people in their marriage, after committing love, they think that the quarrel is over. Yeah. Because the man is not happy. And he thinks that because he is happy, she must also be happy. It's a delusion. Oh, no, but in general. Are, are you with me? I'm trying to use practical examples so that you can understand parabelo. No, not parabelo. <laughs> you can even be interpreting the parabelo. Parabelo. Uh-huh. Para means around. <laughs> so, we are often deluded about what, like for instance, if somebody is sick, you know, I remember one time one brother was very sick and I was told of what was wrong with him. They told me the the disease. When I heard it, in my head, I said the man is dead. But he went to America and he was treated and he came. So when he came, I asked somebody, how is Brother Swen said, oh, 
He went to America. He has received treatment and he's okay, he's gone to work. So even ordinary people around and relatives felt that the man was well. Because as far as they are concerned, sickness means you are on admission in the hospital, you are on a drip, you are dying, then they know that you are sick. But just from the word that was said to me, I knew that this man, even if you see him walking like this, he's dead. He's already dead. Because I know what sickness is. Because I'm a doctor. So I know the meaning of that name that was mentioned over his life. Eh? That diagnosis that was mentioned, no matter how the relative said, oh, he's okay, oh, he's received treatment. Oh, he's better. Oh, he's he's even gone to work. I knew that he was dead. So it was just a short time after that, a few weeks I heard he was suddenly back on admission. Then after that I heard he was dead. But I have always known that, even though you see the man walking around, like, oh, I went to America, they gave me this, this, this medicine, I'm well. You get it to you, he's well, but in reality, he's not well. And so sometimes you see that to you, it is good, but to somebody else, it's not good at all. To you, it is well, but to somebody in sickness. So even just a doctor walking around can say, this person is very sick. And then he or she and other people are think that he is very well. Parabeno. Parabeno means around. I will come to that. And so, we often don't know. Is it like to God? He should have, the, the father should have done a very wild party for this other brother. Faithful guy. And the guy came to protest. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I've been with you for years. I don't do anything bad. You see, it was his. He said, I've kept your commandments. You see, what you think are his commandments. But nothing, nobody could make the father bring out the best robe. Nobody could bring him bring out his ring and put it on his finger. Nobody. And when you when they put a ring on you, it's like you are you are being you are, are probably like you are the chief, you are the boss. And they put the best robe, the best robe is that you are being made a king. The robe signifies your status back home. It's like next to me. When Jesus told the, the Pharisees the publicans and harlots are entering the kingdom before you, they didn't understand why. When he told them these people are entering before you. You know you are good. You fast and you do this and you do that. Because what we think is good, often we are deluded seriously. And that delusion is what causes a lot of relationship problems between men and women, between husbands and wives, between brides and bridegrooms. Because I think this should make you happy. You think that should make me happy. I have assumed that this is what makes you happy. And I have got my prescription. But what you have to know is you have to now know what is it that makes the person happy. When I went to Korea, I when one day we got to Korea, I was I was going there. When we got there, they gave us something. And they said, Oh, these are for your wives, so that your wives can go shopping. I said, Eh? I said, Yeah. Let them go shopping. All the women like shopping. 
You see, I knew that my wife liked shopping. But that's when I saw that all the pastor's wives like shopping. And I came to see that shopping makes them happy. Even when they don't buy anything, they like going shopping. Yeah, they just like to move around. What are they doing? So we are shopping. What are you buying? What do you want? You know, we are shopping. We are looking at things and we are happy. Moving through the system. And shopping does not make me happy. I need to know what I need. If, if I can send somebody to go and come, I will let the person go. I won't go myself. But you have to know what makes that species happy. And you don't have to superimpose your mind and say that what makes me happy and what I have decided are these three things make them happy. I, I, I am taking that. You can arrive in heaven and receive a shock. See, that's why Jesus said the Pharisees, the, the, the publicans and the halos are entering before you. Why? With somebody who first prays, pays tithe of even herbs. Why would such a person be delayed in his entry to the kingdom? Or first price for the prostitute, second price for the tax collector, and the Pharisees are also not entering. It's because of Parabeno. That is why the prodigal son received high class treatment, and the other brother did not receive it because in his mind he knew he had in mind these are the things that make the father happy, and I'm doing them. But his father somehow was never provoked for all those years. It was somebody else who provoked his door and brought him out and made him bring the best robe and made him come with the ring and provoked the father to release certain blessings. That's why we are in the church and we can't understand. This person will say, eh, me, I've been a, a Christian all my life. I've been committed abortion. I've been done this. I've been done this. And God has not blessed me with a, 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 a pregnancy. And then this other one will come and say, I've, I've committed abortion five times. I've committed abortion six times. And pa, I'm pregnant by the grace of God. We don't understand it. Yeah, we don't understand it because we have that spirit of delusions. That what we think that because I haven't committed abortion before, I please God. Because having done this and this and this, the three things that are in your mind, in the delusions that are in your mind, these are the things that make God happy. Because of those delusions, we often think that this is what must make God happy. So we can't understand. God will bless this one, but doesn't seem to bless this one. We don't understand. So, but I know this brother, he's a liar, he's a thief. I know this sister, she's a prostitute. I know this one. Why, why, is, why is she blessed and I'm not blessed? After all, I was a virgin. After all, I was this. After all, why don't I have a husband? After all, I've been a virgin all my life. That girl, she has had 32 boyfriends. And she's got three of the pastors want to marry her. She's now choosing between the pastors. Whether she married the pastor from uh, uh, the left or the pastor from the right or the pastor from Toronto. <laughs> why is it that me who has taught myself Nobody wants to marry me, but somebody wants to marry that bad girl. Surprises from the father. That is why people will arrive in heaven thinking that they are going to receive crowns and will be set aside because people think they've given money to God. But widows, without poverty stricken widows, will come for money giving prizes. People who give money, the prizes for the, those who give money will be given to poor people. Surprises. Because of our perception and our delusions about what makes God happy. Today, I'm not preaching for long, but I'm preaching about Parabeno. Are you listening to me? 
One day, I came to understand this scripture better. Because I had two pastors, two of my pastors. One of them was a perfect pastor, was good in everything. He preached nicely, wins souls, visits the people. That's all the things that he's supposed to do. But his attitude was the attitude of an independent person. Then I had another pastor who went to sleep with somebody and do all sorts of things. And one day I was thinking to myself that if I have to choose between these two pastors, which of them would I choose? And I realized that I would choose the fornicator. That's when I understood this. Because me on my own, if I was to choose the perfect guy and the guy who has had problems, I would choose the one with the problems. Personal, I would have chosen. Any day. <laughs> then I began to understand how somebody can be a perfect elder brother. After okay, all bad things. You are good. You are nice. You pay tithes. You do this. You do that. It's because you have not understand what understood what what it what really makes God happy. Why God will be happy with this and He will not be happy with that. But that's when I understood it. For the first time, I said, "Look, if I have to choose between two people to come and be with me, one should be on my right. Some want somebody to work with me. You see, because this person who has gotten himself into all that problem, he was humble." I could say to him, come, he will come. I could say to him, go, he will go. I could say, move, he will move. But this other person was almost like a big person. You couldn't really, you see, come. <laughs> go. And I re- you realize that there is a difference. And even me as a human being, I began to understand that, hey, the predator son has come, they've brought out fucked calf, and they are having a party. Is he mad? mad. So I believe that when we get to heaven, we wonder whether God is mad. I tell you, because of the parties that will be held for people, and we will come with our right. You see, I was in lighthouse. I didn't do anything. I was not an orangu. I'm this. I was this. I do this. I don't do this. These are the things I haven't done. We will come with that thing, and we'll be set aside and say, come. (laughs) And then you will see the father bringing himself. Himself has come to do parties. But if you understand Parabeno, the delusions will go out of your mind. You see, we must ask ourselves one question today. Who, what is it that is right and wrong before God? What is it? Do you know why we all want rules and regulations? You see, if you are going on a journey, there is if you are going on a journey, there are two ways I could guide you. One, I could give you a map. Stand up and give you a map and give me a phone. And number two, I could give you a phone. Which of these do you prefer? You prefer the phone to the map? Yeah, for direction. No, the map. You prefer the map. Why do you prefer the map? 
because it'll get me where I'm going. Yes, but what about the phone? You can call me. Directions. Yes, you get directions. You see, you are thinking that there's a trick in the question. Now, don't don't think about the trick. Don't you see? When I ask people questions, they are trying to say so that I don't fail the exam. You you tell me which of these you prefer. You are going somewhere. You are going on a journey. Just normally, and I have these two things that you. I'll give you a phone so that you can call me. You know, in case, or I'll give you the map which shows you the direction in Ghana. Here in Ghana, you prefer the phone to the map. Why? So you prefer the phone. You are going. You are going equal. Things being equal, if I can get reception. No, 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 no. I'm saying we have the phone and we have the map. There's reception sometimes. There's no reception sometimes, and all that. All those things are there. The phone you have called, whatever. The mobile phone you have called can be turned off. This and that. Which of these two do you prefer? In Ghana, here, Ghanaians. We are Ghanaians. I still prefer the phone. You prefer the phone? Why? Because with the map. Maybe I don't know that somebody has built in the middle of the road, and where you are directing me, there's no passage. Are you a Pharisee? <laughs> Who prefers a map to a phone? Most of us prefer map. How many prefer phones? Why do you prefer the phone? You are too lazy to look into the map. Is that also? Units. What about if you are out of coverage area? Huh? Or your battery goes down? And the phone is stolen. You prefer the phone. Why do you prefer the phone? It's easier. I mean, I'll make sure I have units. I mean, it's easier. I'll get a direction before I set out, and when I come, I get to a crossroad. I'll just call you. Very good. So which of these two are more pleasing to God? Or let's say to me, I'm sending you. Which of these two people do you think will be more pleasing to me? I want you to vote. How many feel that the, those with a map will be more dear to my heart or those with a oh, map? Lift your hand. Okay, stand please, stand. Those who prefer the map should stand. All right. Okay, you'll be more pleasing to me. Okay, sit down. Those who prefer the phone, stand. All right. My dearest and my best are those who prefer the phone. Because those with the phone will always be talking to me. They'll be calling and say, Hi, Bishop. We are two miles away. I say, All right, you are blessed. Keep on going. And another, another caller says, We are getting there. And I say, Oh, we are just arriving. Oh, oh, we've arrived. Oh, we've taken out our bags. Oh, oh. They stay in touch. But those with the map, when I say bye bye to them, say, Well, you've shown us the way, so see you later. Thank <laughs> you.
you anymore. I can't the people with the phone any day. You see, the Pharisees are people with the maps. The Pharisees, they, they just want to know the way. You show me the way, and I want you to be out of my life. You just show me the way. I should fast three times, you see. I should pray tight, you see. I should pray three times a day. Say, okay, Baba, don't talk again. I'm on my way. And then God is out of their life completely. That's why Pharisees are as righteous and zealous. Jesus contended with the Pharisees all the time. They were the, the demons would bow and tremble and beg for mercy. But Pharisees were opposed him to the end with their regulations. We don't do this on Sabbath day. We don't, with the map they have, the old ancient tradition that they have. And all of us who are elder brothers and have been in the church for a long time are in great danger. We are in great danger. Great danger of becoming Pharisees because of the things we have learned before. Because of the things we have always known. Because of the, the time that we read our Bible and we accepted that this is what God says. And from that time, this is it. And we know no other thing. So when God comes to you and he now starts to speak to you, no, 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 no. We fast three times. We don't eat on Sabbath day. We don't do this. We don't do that. God stays out of your life. And then you now, you are now disconnected from the Father because as far as you are concerned, I have the way. And I don't need God anymore. And we want to stay away from God. Tell me this in Matthew chapter 21. Verse 28. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go to work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not go. But afterward he repented and he went. And he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And he went not. Whether of them twin did the will of his father. Notice the will of his father. The will of your father is the most important thing to do. They say unto him the first. And Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom before you. These people are entering the kingdom of God before the so-called righteous people. And these were the Pharisees that he was talking to. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the surprises of the Father, we will be surprised by what pleases God. Why would this God choose Rahab, a harlot, to be, what do you call it? Someone who will produce the lineage of Christ. Why would Jesus choose somebody like Mary Magdalene to appear to? Why? Does, is, does God not have morals? Does he not have standards? It's because we have not understood Parabeno. What it means really to please the Father. Do you remember the story, Anakazo's story, 
where the Bible says a certain man made a great supper. He invited everybody and everybody came. You know what happened? This one said, I've got a wife. This one said, I'm doing business. This one said, I bought land. I bought oxen. No, we can't come. And then the, the father said, none of those that were bidden shall taste of my supper. That means that they will not come to heaven. That means they will not come to my presence. Why? Because of fornication. Oh, no, nobody was fornicating. One was putting his family before God. Are they going to hell because of being harlots? Nobody was there was mentioned was a harlot. They were good people buying land to live an inheritance for their children. Why would they go to hell? Why would they not be in the presence of the Father? Because of what? Because they steal. No, none of them they were thieves. They were good people. But when the will of the Father was declared to them that this is what I want you to do, they had their own rigid plan. This is where the way I'm going. This is what you show me, and this is what I'm doing. I'm going this way. That's it. And you lose God. I tell you, let me tell you something. If you want to follow God, eh, you can never follow God by having rules. This is what God has said. And that's all he will say. Jesus, even in his time, he told them, go, don't take money, don't take script, don't take a coat, don't take this, don't take this. Then he sent them. Later, then he asked, he told them, when I sent you without a coat, without money, without purse, did you laugh? They said, no, we didn't laugh. He said, now I tell you, take purse, take money, take two coats, take this. The opposite of what he said at the beginning. If you walk with God, he will lead you. Today he may say this. And if you just stay with that, once he has spoken, I don't want to have, I'm, I want the map, throw the mobile phone away, I don't want to be in touch with him again. Once he has spoken once, that's it. You will not hear when he calls again, but the parallels and the public, and they will hear. You see, they will hear that preaching. They will hear that new message, and they will listen. But you, because of the first things you've been doing that are good in the 90s, in the year 2000, in the 80s, and the 70s, and they have hardened you on a particular road. And so, they, so you find out that people who are currently fornicating, killing, stealing, they are getting ready to enter the kingdom before us. But as we are in the field with the father, the prodigal son is now changing his mind over there. He's changing his mind. He's undergoing transformation. He's hearing a new message. And he's changing his mind. He's thinking, he's sitting with the pigs. The pigs are saying, <coughs> and he's also changing his mind. He said, this is not a good situation. I want to change my mind. I've changed my mind. <coughs> but the elder brother, he has learned his way. Stay in the field, do your work, whatever, and so on. Now when it's time to have a party and to rejoice, this man said, what I do is to work hard. These are the things that I do. This is what I'm going to do. I work. I go to the field. I come. I go to the field. When he came and he heard the sound of music and dancing, he said, this is not whatever. I can't participate in this. And the Bible said, he refused to go in. He was outside. That's why you, you see that. That's why, haven't you seen? You see Orthodox churches, churches before us. They were there before. They know better things than we know. And then comes useless people. Uneducated people and the gospel said they, they listen, but the obontiers and the, those who are ordained and bishops and popes and whatever and they, 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 are, they are so ingrained in their way they cannot receive it. We are in danger. I tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you two examples. I used to belong to a group called Calvary Road, and that, that group, those of us who were there, we didn't believe in marriage. 
if you ask, will you marry? I mean, how? When you talk about beloved, I mean, if you have a beloved, it means you're backsliding. No, I mean, it means you are carnal. You are lower. You can ask my wife. When I met her in 1982, talk about marriage. I said, me married nothing less than 10 years from now. I mean, from whenever. It is in the future, if, it, if at all. It is very distant. We, we, are, we are holy. See, we, we are righteous. Look, in those days, there were brothers, when they wake up in the morning and they have an erection, they rebuke it. In Jesus' name, I, I rebuke it. Come down in Jesus' name. Come down in Jesus' name. I command you. Get down. Loose. And be loose. those who didn't enter became pregnant, did this, did that, all sorts of things. I'm telling you. So I remember when the Lord spoke to me and told me to enter a relationship. I said, Lord, it cannot be that you would tell me to do something that I want to do. Because I know that if God speaks to me, it must be hard, painful. Then God is speaking because it's hard, it's difficult, and it's painful. And this is something that I desire. So God cannot be telling me to do something I desire. Because in my religious Pharisee mind, if God tells you to do something that you desire, then, I mean, if it's something you desire, then it's not from God. I was almost left behind, I tell you. Almost. Then, years ago, all these groups existed. Calvary Road, Joyful Way, Come Back Incorporated. All, those were the Hofsia if you are doing well in Christianity in those days, you belong to one of those groups. But a time came when churches began. Do you see? And God was now moving with churches. Do you see? But because people had been so ingrained in these things, many found it difficult to hear the next voice and to flow with God as he was leading on. So many were left behind. Very, very good people who would have been so great in the kingdom were left behind, insisting that this is the way. Once I saw a picture of a bridge that was like, if this is the river, the bridge was here, and the river was here. And the man, somebody asked me, what is this? In, from National Geographic magazine. And they showed me it was a river that had shifted. There was a terrible flood, 
And after the flood came down, the river had moved to the, where the bridge was. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, it's a real, I can show you the picture. Real picture of a real bridge in South America. The river had moved completely to the left. The bridge was over dry land. And there are people who will say, we built this bridge as a lot, with a lot of money. We are going to use it. We've used it for 50 years and we are going to continue using it. And when, when, they, when there is a new voice, they can't hear. They can't flow. So God wants you to have the mobile phone so that he can always be in touch with you. And you can flow with him in the year 2003 and the year 2000 and when he speaks to you, you flow again. When he speaks to you again, you flow again. When he speaks to you, you flow again. When he speaks to you, you flow again. What is sin? Forget about fornication, adultery, smoking, drinking, whatever. Those are your thinking, your definition of sin. You are deceived and deluded. Let me tell you what sin is. Sin is parabeno. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 3. That's why this boy was confused. This prodigal boy. He was confused because his mind was that once you stay in the house, you are perfect. His mind was that once you go to the field, you are good. His mind was that once I do this thing that my father has told me from ancient of days, then I'm okay. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 3. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Verse 4. Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law. For sin, now this is the definition of sin, is the transgression of the law. In other words, sin is breaking God's law. Now when you check from the Greek, amen, you'll find out one of the words used for disobedience is actually the word parabeno, when you disobey God's law. Whatever it is that he says, even if he says you should marry, even if he says have sex, it's a sin. You are worse than somebody who is, you know, doing something. Once he said this, I tell you, it will be in your interest to obey him, no matter what it is. If he said give thousand, and you don't give thousand, you are the worst sinner on earth. It's not a yes, you haven't done this, 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 and that. You are, you are just like the elder brother. That's why you come huffing and puffing. <laughs> What do you mean? Look at this brother. That is why we have and puff. And that's why we point to people and say, but me, I haven't done this before. When people die, we always use that thing. Why should this person die? Because in our estimation, he's a good brother. He prays. He does this. He does this. He does this. To you. To you. To you. When you see somebody, this person is not getting my Why? To you, she's a good sister. Or maybe to God, she's terrible. You don't know. Why does this person not have a child? Because to you, in your mind, that person should have, because the person has fulfilled your qualifications. And God's qualifications are different from their, your qualifications are different from God's qualifications. That's why, as I've got this to know God, I'm more unsure of myself now. Parabeno. It means... To violate a commandment or to go contrary. You get it? Now, it also means, are you there? Huh? 
doing is and what you are doing is near what he said, but it's not what he said. Parabeno. You see, para is the word para is from it means around. Around the commandment, but not the commandment itself. Righteous people are in danger of parabeno. They are in danger of being around the commandment, but not the commandment itself. What God said to you is different from what you are doing. And sin is defined as substituting your will for his will. You, the, the will is there, but you substitute the will of the self for the will of God. It's not fornication. Or other, all those things are also wrong. But you are totally deluded. That's why you will be surprised that your father will take out a ring and give to somebody. Because that person has done the will of his father. Jesus said, which of these will do the will of his father? Which of these? Para. It means near the commandment, but not the commandment. Nearby. Some of you should be pastors, but you are good church members. You are good church members, you are faithful, but you are not, you are not following God's commandment. You are near his command, but not the commandment itself. The next one, it means in the vicinity of para. You see, like the counter that it takes us to the word parallel, <laughs> which is close by in the vicinity of the commandment, but not the commandment itself. This is transgression, that is sin. Transgression in the vicinity of the next one to the pro, something that is to the proximity of the thing, in other words, it's close by. Another one means by the side of. <laughs> command, you are doing something that by the side of the real command. That's why I have learned. You see, when God says to me, do this, I don't have to think. Do this. You know, there are things that God has said to me to do that are different from how my mind works. There was a time that God said to me, put aside stethoscope and hold on. And there was a time that God spoke to me clearly and said, take your stethoscope. You have to practice. You have to. You have to be involved in medical things. Yeah. So, with my Pharisee mind, I said, no, I finished with it. But then there's a time that God said, you have to do it. It's in your interest to do it. You have to. Your life depends on it. How we love to dance around the will of God. Nearby. In the vicinity of the will. Somewhere around. But not the will itself. We love to dance around. In the vicinity of the will of God. Anything but the will. Anything nice but the will. I will explain that I have to take my wife I've married. My family has come before. So that's a good thing. You yourself said that we should love our wives. I'm taking my wife for dinner. I've married a wife. Therefore I cannot come. Nonsense. What he's saying to you now is what he's telling you. That's what you better do. You do err. Not knowing the scriptures nor the power. It's not only the scriptures. You err because you don't know the power. You err because you don't know the scriptures. You make a mistake because you don't know his power and his spirit. By the side of the will of God. This is the will and you are by... No, you are not far. You see, what? I'm not opposed to. All of us are in it. The will is here and you are just... Parabeno. Parabeno. By the side. When God said, give a card, then you give thousand dollars. Very near. Give a car and give thousand dollars. 
I was, in a, I was in a meeting when God told me, go and give money to the man, the one who was preaching. And I gave him. When the offering came, I took money. I said, I'm sowing in the ministry. When I went, what the Lord told me, it wasn't easy for me in the evening. I said, it wasn't easy for me. I ran back the next day. I ran. I ran. Because giving an offering in the church is different from sowing a seed in a man of God's life directly. It's, a, it's in the vicinity. <laughs> it's by the side of. It's around it. Para. But it's not it. Pharisees. Nearby. But not it. You know, when God called me, you know what I told him? I said, Lord, me, I'm a doctor. And I'm a good doctor. Look at my scores. Exams. I'm one of the top. And I said, Lord, I'm going to America. You know, Lord, I told the Lord, you know, I don't have difficulty in going to America. A lot of people have difficulty, but I don't have that difficulty. I said, Lord, I'm going to bring money. Money to the church. God said, no, I don't want your money. You come. Preach. But I wanted to do something that was also good. Para. Do you understand when I say para? Parabolic, parallel, parabelo, around and nearby. Something that is good. The whole church is full of people doing things that are near. <laughs> things that are good, that are just near his will, but not his will. Don't be deceived. Good things are not necessarily his will. When you see something that is good, that seems to be working or it seems to be a good thing, doesn't necessarily mean that it is the will of God. The other day I was, I was doing things, you know, in the church. When the Lord, you know, when the Lord rebukes me, it's not easy for me. Oh. Sometimes, in fact, rebukes. I will say only part. One day the Lord showed me myself. The Lord showed me myself. And he showed me. He was like toilet feces. And the Lord said, that's you. Horrible. I was begging. And I was crying. And I was saying, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. You see, we are so deceived by the fact that we are in the field. Again. People who pray, I never thought so, but people who pray a lot, they are in danger of pride. When they come to church and they see her, they, they, they say to themselves, this one, he hasn't prayed. This one, he hasn't prayed. Because the tongues are in you, you can feel. So you, they, you can actually be filled with pride. The pride of prayer. Some people who, are, who feel they are humble, they are actually filled with the pride of humility. They are so proud about their humility. I'm proud that I've cotoed. I'm proud that I behave like this. I'm proud that I, 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 I'm proud that I don't react. I'm proud that I don't quarrel anymore. I'm proud that... Power! Around. Forgive! I pray for you, brother. 
I'm always praying for myself. Sometimes I used to always be praying for people. These days I'm mostly praying for myself. Lord, forgive me. Lord, have mercy on me. Every day when I wake up, I'm not sure of myself anymore. Because I can see myself in that field. No, no party has been done for me. No party. No celebration. You come home and then the person you don't accept, then you start to say, this man who has devoured is living on harlot. What do you think is wrong? You see, but this boy, he has changed his will. He has lined up his mind and his heart with the will of his father. And he, he said, I'm coming, I've sinned against heaven and against thee. And suddenly the father is provoked himself. John, have you heard of saying, himself come? Himself come. Let's go on. Besides, in the vicinity of, to the proximity of, beyond, opposed to, by the side of, against, against. You see, Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. Sometimes the things that are against, they are are not openly against, but you can define that this thing that is not with me is actually now against me. He says, among, among. That is, and then another one says, nigh unto. And I like this one. He says, in the sight of. <laughs> so, you are now doing things in the sight of the will of God. Around piety, but not the actual will. Wow. I, I always need my mobile phone to be connected to the Lord. I need to speak to him every day. Some years ago, I didn't believe in hospitals, in uh, doing the orphanage. I mean, I believe in it, but I, I don't have any reason. I just look and say, this is politics. But I'm always praying to the Lord for it. And all these things, I see them as God's mercy. God was speaking to me and showing me, you know, in Matthew 25. Said, I was sick, but it didn't come. Not that people were sick, I was sick, but it didn't come. Said, I was a stranger. That scripture has changed my life. I was a stranger. And you didn't take me in. These are orphans. Who else can be a stranger? Apart from a strange little child. Who are you? Who is your mother? Who is your father? Where do you come from? What's your background? What genes do you have? What is in your future? I was a stranger. And you took me in. I said, if you go to orphanages, you see the love of God in practice. Practice practically. You see people who are practicing the love of God. They don't preach like we preach. You see, and me with my righteous mind, I'm saying, me, I'm a preacher. I win souls for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I preach, you'll be saved. I count them. 2,000 have been saved this year. This man, 300. You get it, Pharisee. But you see, thank God I still have my mobile phone so I can hear from the Lord. Say, pray, 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 pray. And the Lord said, ah, Matthew 25. Check it quickly. Check it quickly. So I've got the map and I've got the phone. That's the best combination. Some of you have been in this church for, for so long. That, that's the only thing you boast of. I've been, you know when I don't lighthouse? I've been, I've been lighthouse for 15 years. That's the only thing you can boast of. But you are far. Oh, me, I'm from the canteen. That's all you can boast of. From the canteen. I, I was here, we were digging the basement. So what? Prostitutes have come to overtake you. They are entering, they are becoming pastors and you are sitting back. Harlots and tax gatherers, tax collectors, the publican, publican means tax collector. The publicans were despised, they were categorized as sinners. That's why Jesus said, publicans and harlots are entering faster. Look, some of you sitting here, 
those who are coming to overtake you are now booking all night long. Tonight, Friday, they will be jamming big time all night long. Some are going to be fornicating. Some are going to be sharing HIV. But they will still come and overtake you because you know you are now disconnected from God. When God speaks, you don't mind him. Oh yeah, when you speak, you are being that, and the only thing you boast, you, you know when I join Lighthouse, I'll be in the canteen. I'm an elder. I'm this. I'm that. Huh? Look, when you come to church like this and you hear preaching, God is speaking. Stop counting on your old days. It wasn't the ten five virgins. It wasn't all the ten virgins who entered. It is the five who were ready then. Not that we are all virgins. And we all came to the party. We all wore our dresses. We all uh, listened. We all had lamps. We all had. Or it was just at five thirty when he came. Our listen was finished, and they said, "We said we are going to buy some and come." By the time we came, we said that we won't allow us to go inside the party again. It's not a listen. I don't accept that. It's a not fair treatment at all. <laughs> That's why my, my phone is on. I say, my phone is on. I'm trying to get reception all the time from the Lord. Every time I pray, I'm trying to get reception. I'm trying to hear, Lord, 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 me. You see, me, the gospel preacher, me, the preacher of whatever. Today, I am moving into love works. Works of love. We call it agapao. Agapao, agape love. I was sick, you came. I was in prison. That's why we are going more and more intensely. I went to join the prison's ministry. I went to see the Christian council and all those. I said, I am joining. I'm coming to the prisoners. I want to talk to them. Because Jesus said, I was in prison. Not that somebody was arrested, but I was personally at Kolebu counter. But you were just preaching at Kolebu all the time. You never came there. That's collectors who wake up and hear that scripture and go. I want to ask you. Some of us pastors. That's our problem. We've been pastors for so long. I can't talk. I was training some young people to become pastors and I was, they were sitting on the floor in my office we were talking, I, I was telling them, I hope when you become pastor, I can call you, sit on the floor here and we talk, because some of the pastors who have been pastors for some time, I can't call them like that they are very big, wow. even me I'm intimidated, when I see them, I'm afraid of them I'm afraid of them they are very big, big people now <laughs> and you come and a very big person and I'll call you, you sit down and so on but those who have not been appointed, they, they can sit down, I can talk with them for a long after church, I'll be with them, I'll be talking 2 a.m. But some of the other pastors, they are very distinct. They, 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 they feel they've heard what I have had to say. They've read lay people and they've had mega church. So we know what you are, what you stand for and what you say. See you later. We've got the map. Mega church and lay people. But the current word that is coming and the life communication, he that abides in me and I in him, he shall bear much fruit. Not he who used to abide or who once abode, but abide in me now. You don't. Let me ask a question. Is it possible that one day, after being in this church for all these years and hearing such preaching, we'll get to heaven and there will be like some the elite people with robes and rings. They will be dancing and whatever. And we, who have been the team for 30 years, 40 years, will be outside. We'll discuss now. 
we were, we were winning souls at Collegonal for so many years. <laughs> and then these gay people, these gays, gay people, it's a homosexuals and others, and then you see, Jesus is, Jesus is laughing with them in the room. As if something has changed in heaven. Nothing has changed. It's there. Because as for publicans, Jesus said in Matthew 21, look at it. Matthew 21. Go back to Matthew 21. See what Jesus said about those people. He said in verse 31, the publicans and the hallows go into the kingdom of God before you. Verse 32, for John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed not on him. But the publicans and the hallows believed him. And you, when you have seen it, repented not afterward that you might believe him. Do you still believe? I tell you. Many of the older pastors, I cannot send them to be missionaries. Let's say to an African country, go and sacrifice, or even let's say Suhum or any of that. I can't really send an elderly. No, no, but I can send the younger ones. Why? Why? May our heart always be tender that no matter how long we have stayed with God, we can hear Him. And if He says, Let's hear, we just move. If He says, This way, we just move. But why is that as we stay longer with God, we become, I don't know whether it's his righteousness has a negative feedback. Pastor Edwin, I think you understand what I mean by negative feedback. It's like righteousness seems to have a negative feedback on our ability to flow with God. That's why a church lasts just for a few years and it is no more relevant. Most churches, in fact, after some years, many churches oppose the will of God. They actually become the enemies of the will of God because of a feeling that I have been right all this time and I must be right. What I believe in, that's what I must do. May I know Jesus more and more. I want to walk with him. I want to be in his presence. That's why, that's why a pastor should pray. Because how do I know what to do next? I just have to pray and wait on him and hear his voice. God, tell me what to do next. What do I do next? I'm not here for money. I don't need anything. I've got a car. I've got a place to stay. I want to hear him. What should I do? Because when I preach for 40 years, the whole world will not be saved. So I have to just know what to do. What is his will? When I preach for 50 years, I can't start a million branches. No. I have to hear his will. And that is, that is what pleases the father. That's what can make, provoke him and bring out the rings. Bless this, my little boy here. Bless him. And you see, people who don't respect themselves, like, how lost? They, they, they do. They just come here. He'll come. Go here, you go. Stand here, stand. Sit, you see. Go. Come. Come. I can't do that with the older guys. Come. Why? Come. When? Come. For what? Come. For how long? For how long is it? Come. When will we close? I'm speaking to some. Don't pretend as if you don't understand what I'm talking about. I said, don't pretend as if you don't understand what I'm talking about. We will be asking him questions. Look at those children in the garden of Gethsemane. Sit here, pray. Shall I come? And he went to pray. And when he came back, Peter asked him, said, Lord, look, some of us are married. Some of us have families. You, you are a single man. Please tell us what time this meeting will close. So that we can arrange things and then we know what to do. Nobody talked like that. That is why they could be disciples. 
He said, pray, I'm coming. Could you not pray? I'm coming. Pray. And he went and he came back. When he came back, Thomas said, look, no, nobody said anything. They just waited. They said, pray, lest you fall into temptation. And they were there. But not so with a lot of us. So many explanations. How will I eat? How will I live? So what will happen? So what is that? Can you answer this question? Can you do this? One day somebody was coming foot up. I had to answer more than 120 questions. How will this be? What will happen? This is that. What are this? Why are all those questions in your mind? Because you don't trust. You don't love. Perfect love casts out fear. That's why we have to explain to you how you buy toilet roll. How you buy soap. How your children will go to school. May we, may we have tender hearts. God can call us. God can say, come to full time. God can say, come out of full time. God can say, go. He can say, come. Can God send me to a flower tomorrow? Yes, sir. Me, as you see me, I'm, I'm always yes. I'm trying always to get reception. Reception. I said, reception. I'm trying to get reception. That's why I'm going into crusades. I'm telling you. I'm going into evangelism. I'm going into crusades. Yeah. I have not done that before. But I'm doing it now. I'm just about to start. Healing Jesus crusades. I haven't done that before. I'm not, I never call myself. If you know me, you always say, I always say I'm not an evangelist. But now I'm becoming an evangelist. Now I'm hearing. Go. Go to the towns and the villages. Find a corner somewhere. Go and preach. Oh yeah. I'm hearing. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm trying hard to hear all the time. Not that I've heard once. I'm a pastor and a teacher. These are my two callings. Forever and ever. Amen. Close 10 of your phones now. We know what to do. You don't know what to do. You do not know what to do. You will never know what to do. Until you die, you always have to hear him. You always have to be close to him. You always have to have your heart ready for him. That he can talk to you and lead you. He can bend you like this. He can switch you. He can turn you on, off, on, off, up, down. He can say, jump. You are like a child. Look at the child. If I call three children now and say, sit here, lie here, they will do it. But as we get older, you will even be afraid to, to, to say something like that. Lift your hands to the Lord and thank him for a good heart. Parabenum. In the vicinity of the will. many of us have substituted our wills for his will. Nearby, but not it. Close by, but not it. Lift your hands. Thank him. This evening. Look, everybody speak to the Lord. You know, God is speaking. Don't throw it off. Otherwise, you'll be surprised in heaven. You'll be surprised to find where you are and where others have been promoted to in the kingdom. What is your boss before God? I pay tithes. I do this. I do that. Please. What is your boast? I've been here for years. No. I've been faithful like the other brother for many, many years. But God is saying to you today, hear me and obey me. For sin is to disobey and to go around my will. Everything except my will. You must do my will. 
Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We worship you. We praise you. One of my pastors went to one of our churches, group of churches, somewhere, a country, a whole lot of them, and then he told them something. He said, because he had been here, he said, you people, you are very far from the bishop. Even in where he is, where his heart is, and what is going on. He said, you were at the at the beginning of the church and you are all people that have been in the thing for a long time but you are far other children and others start nearer and flowing they were surprised and it was true because if you know me some years ago and you know me now you, how many have realized that there's some difference you haven't realized, it's up to you Even what is preached. A certain brother was telling me, he said, even these messages on frugality and so on, when you put them side by side with these current messages, it, it looks almost as if it's a backslidden message. Not backslidden, but I mean, we can see that it's a different era. Secular wisdom and earthly ways of moving ahead into successful things. <laughs> now we are looking towards heaven. The love of God. Look, you can easily be left far in a movement, in a church, in the spirit. Just because you have the rules, the old rules. May we be able to flow step by step. Is there a song like that? Step by step, little by little. You know, when we say moving forward, we are always thinking of moving into money, car, yeah. house. Oh, that's what, when we sing that song, that's what we are oh, thinking. Little by little, I'm getting rich. Mm. We don't say, but that's what we are thinking. But we are talking about walking with him close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to be where you are. Jesus. Dwelling in your prayer. In case there's something you will say. One of my saddest experiences is to pray from morning to evening. I still haven't heard. I feel so useless. And it happens to me many times. But I just want to hear. I just want to be in his presence. It's only in his presence you can hear today's word. Yeah, it's only in his presence. My daily guidance daily bread. Pray. Only today Hallelujah. in his presence. And that's why prayer doesn't last. That I prayed at the fasting at the beginning of the year. So it has taken me. I heard last year so I'm no. In your presence I am content. I think there's a song like that. Yeah. In your presence Your 
God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.